three, two, one. Hello and welcome back to another off-season episode of the Texas Private School Podcast. Y'all know the drill. As always, I am one-third of your hosting crew, Wes Tolleson. Joining me today is Walker Lott from College Station and Ryan Schroeder. I'm assuming you're back in Frisco now. We're out of back New in, Jersey. Back in Frisco. Nice. Let's go. I'd, I'd assume that you'd still hold that Texas is the better state than, than anything Northeast. Yeah, yeah, that's got to be it. It's got to be it. Has to be. Uh, what you were actually, I mean, we'll give a little spoiler. Where were you? Where were you the past week? Yeah, so I was at TABC tournament, uh, down in Duncanville, and I got to see a lot of good basketball uh, this weekend. I got to see a lot of guys playing with their high school teams instead of their AAU teams. So, no, it sounded like it. It's a really cool event. You'll be able to give us a recap of everything that happened. Speaking of events that we covered the past week, Walker, we took a little trip somewhere. Why don't you tell the people where we went? Yeah, we went down to the Waco and went and watched perhaps the seven on seven state championships uh, and six on six. But it was a great weekend. You know, we, we took it to, you know, get a lot of photos and hopefully those are out by now or will about about to be out. You got some video that you saw on our Twitter. But, you know, it was a big weekend to just meet a lot of y'all. And that was kind of what we took away from it. It was, hey, putting a name to a face and kind of meeting a lot of the guys because, you know, schools down in San Antonio, Austin, we've never really seen before. We got the chance to come and sit and talk to y'all. So it was a really good weekend for us. Oh, yeah, it was so fun. Just that was my favorite part, even over like getting content and shooting things for the kids was, you know, shaking hands, talking to kids, dads, anyone that want to talk to us. It was it was a really fun and enjoyable experience. Did you get sunburned at all? I kind of got torched standing out there. You see, I thought I got it bad like right around here. And then on yeah. the arms, my top of my arms were wider than the or were not as wide as the bottom of my arms. But I mean, it looks like I got a little tan, maybe a little bit. The light's not helping me out right now. But, uh, <laughs> I, I got a little tan, little tan. Dude, I'll just take a quick sidebar. Driving back from Waco, I literally had to, I was so exhausted from being in the sun for like six hours. I had to pull over like in front of a gas station and take a 20 minute nap in uh, in Wixon Valley and just like conk out, dude. I was exhausted. I will say, I want to say Taps put on a great event. So thank you, Taps, for doing that. It was a fantastic time. And I also want to thank them for putting on grass. If that was turf out there, Ooh, it would be a whole different beast, but uh, so I appreciate the grass. I really like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I came home afterwards and I literally just laid in bed and I just didn't do anything for the rest of the day. It was, it was hard. So I couldn't even imagine what those kids went through who actually oh my football gosh. out there. That's you see, that's why we're retired West. We don't do this. Oh <laughs> uh, no, you, you, you get at me like five years ago. I could have done all that now. I don't know. I'm, I'm old, man. It would have been difficult. Speaking of shouting out taps. I'd like to thank them for these very nice hats. Is that the hat you got on right now? Let's go. Yeah. They gave us Ryan. I don't think we showed you this. We got these oh, super nice hats. dude. No lie. It's like, it's like legit one of my favorite hats now. Like it fits so well. It's not like they're it's not like they're paying us to say this, but the hat's actually dope. So thank you to Tash. It was super dope. Well, Ryan, you should come along to one of these events. Yeah, no, I guess. I guess. <laughs> Whatever. Been cheaped out. Uh, come to come to more football stuff. No, we need you. We need you covering basketball. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that being said. I don't think there's any better time to move straight into what we saw this weekend at the TAP 7-on-7 State Championships in Waco. 
Who else to start with in the platinum bracket champion? Uh, Houston St. Thomas. I mean, they impressed us a lot, Walker. Probably not the team that we expected to wow us going in. We didn't know a whole lot about who they had. You know, they were good last year, but they lose a lot of people. They lose Jake Wright. They lose um, Cameron Price. Cameron Price. That's what I was thinking of. I mean, it's just, it seems to be a time of uncertainty for them, but good Lord, do they have some kids that impressed. I mean, I want to start off with with Dante Lewis and I'll let you take it over. Um, I remember we were standing um, on the sidelines talking to Houston St. Thomas's offensive coordinator. And we're like, hey, because Walker, you saw there were rotating three guys in the previous day. You were like, all right, who's going to play quarterback today? He was like, watch Dante. Kid's a two-sport athlete. Just watch him play. And I literally, I mean, I couldn't shut up about watching the kid. He is so incredibly talented. You can tell he's a baseball player by the way he throws a football. That's not even a bad thing. It, it makes him that much better. He's an incredible talent. I think he might be the best quarterback in D1 this year. It'll be him and Sawyer Anderson, I think. I think that's going to be an incredibly interesting race. But Walker, what about Houston St. Thomas really stood out to you? I mean, like, you know, for the past couple of years, they just had a guy at the helm that just is dominant. You know, Jake Wright last year, Maddox Kopp for a couple of years there too, who just was, you know, they've just had dudes there. And that offense is so well for just seven on seven, you know, that the offensive scheme they have, they can go right into seven on seven and they just work work it. And, you know, Dante Lewis came in in that state championship or the state game, I guess, of the bracket and, I mean, you told me, you texted me, you're like, hey, come here. You need to watch this kid. <laughs> and I came over there. And I was like, I see what he means. And not get, not getting any credit to other guys on the team. Some guys that stood out, Tyler Day, Luke Edgecombe, Aaron Valentine looked good. But the guy that really stood out to me was 2024 wide receiver Larry Benton. He's yep. very, very good and was a guy like, hey, you want me to throw it long? Throw up and go get it. It was really, really impressive to watch. I mean, and he's only going to be a, what is it, junior. It's crazy that 24s are now juniors, but like, don't talk uh, about it. I know, right? <laughs> but yeah, he he's still young. You know, junior year is kind of when your body gets into being like, hey, I'm an upperclassman. I'm ready to work in high school. And I mean, he looks the part. He plays the part. And I'm excited to see how that offense that always favors the wide receiver and quarterback position, you know, does translate with those dudes at the helm. And also, we don't even get to see johan cardenas out there this weekend who is you know the big probably one of the best backs and taps next year and he wasn't even out there participating so i'm guessing he was at camps and such but i mean he's probably squatting 550 pounds somewhere exactly so like he's fine but adding him to that offense as that just dual threat hey run the ball out like us like just whatever he needs to do for the offense that's a scary team and probably like we talked about west probably the best team in the south next year for sure I think it really could be. We were talking at George's after we got done and we're like, I mean, that was that that was central last year. Was, was there anyone else that you would come to mind? But I mean, I think that just I think with I think that might open up kind of a black hole in the south. And I think that that St. Thomas might be the team to come in and fill that this year. We'll see. But who else who else stood out to you from St. Thomas? Uh I mean, I think the defense, those linebackers were really good. Uh I need to know the other guy's name, but like when he pairs with Tyler Day, those two linebackers were really good. And a guy who really looked at me, you know, he reached out. And 2025 Grant Stewart, that corner, is one that is going to be one to watch going forward. The sophomore, the incoming sophomore looked really, really good and pay, faced a lot of good outside receivers all day and really was really, really impressive. So he's for sure one to watch going forward. 
I agree. I was talking, it's funny. I was talking to, uh, I was out there filming. I was right by Dante Lewis's father, Dion. And we were talking, he's like, yeah. I was like, your son's a heck of a player. He's like, yeah, but his real loves baseball. I was like, is there any way you can convince him to just <laughs> like solely switch to football? Because holy crap, I want to just, I want him just to play football and see how good he could get. But no, I mean, he's incredibly talented. St. Thomas, man, uh, be on the lookout. I think this is going to be a big year for them. But transitioning to another team that I think is going to take a step up this fall is Austin St. Michael's. I mean, like you wrote here, Walker, they look incredibly good. They might be the best team in Austin. I'm going to say right now, I think they will be the best team in Austin. I, I do really think this is the year that they could take over where Regents has been traditionally. Uh, Kruver looked fantastic. Both I'll let Walker talk more about Xander Romero and Malachi Smith. Those guys made play after play the entire day I watched them Saturday. They won up in got balls that I didn't think it was possible to catch but I mean Walker talk more on what you saw from uh Kruver Romero and Malachi Smith I mean Kruver you know I believe coming one from Westlake right you know he had two fantastic targets in the Spars and Marlin last year and Romero and Malachi so their their weapons were there and you saw the stats to put it up and he had the guys and then you kind of see this year right he's improved on his game a lot and you see just the the technique that's there i mean and he's calm calm cool collected and but when it's time to play he's ready to play gets his guys ready to go and just his the throws he makes sometimes are really really pretty and it's really really impressive he has a great ball and then giving it to his guys like xander romero and malachi smith xander romero might have been the bet like my mvp of the weekend man that play yeah. the plays he made against St. Thomas in that state game and also against uh, Liberty in the second or second round, maybe, but like yeah. very, very good plays, man. I mean, he, Bro, that, that one off. ball, that one ball, he went up and got at the end. He literally just postered that kid. And he's like laying on the floor and he like, he like sits up and he just does the head top dude. I, I think you can probably hear me like scream in the background of that video. I lost my mind. Oh, without a doubt. And you know, having him as a slot is going to be so crucial because you saw none of those linebackers that in, in middle guys for St. Thomas could really catch up with them. You know, no, they, they he's, too he's, too, he's too shifty and Malachi on the other hand, right? Malachi is a guy that, you know, mostly is like their main running back. So he'll play more of the running back role for St. Thomas. All right. St. Michael, sorry, but he can get out wide, juke some dudes out and also play corner for them as well. So like, he can do both. You know, I'm going to guess he plays both ways this year. Same with uh, Xander, probably. But both guys are going to be some big-time weapons for Carson this year. I'm really excited to see it now yeah. happen. Yeah, and no, transitioning to something that actually was surprising to us. Uh, Joe Moreland is no longer going to be with um, – is no longer going to be with Austin St. Michael's. I mean, Walker, that's a that's a huge, huge deal for St. Michael's. But we mentioned there there is talent that is going to be coming in behind him. What do you think this move for, for Moreland is going to mean for, first of all, Joe Moreland, and second of all, Austin St. Michael's? Because we love the kid. Oh, yeah. Joe Moreland's a great dude. His his family is really great. And, you know, we wish, wish him nothing the best. But, yeah, Joe Moreland probably was going to be the best player in Austin next year, without a doubt, of, like, the Austin private schools. He was going to be that guy. So that is a big loss for St. Michael's, but you know, a guy who's coming up who really, really impressed me and West was 2025 athlete, uh, Jason Stokes. He is for sure. Put your name down one to watch no. going forward. He okay. I'm putting, you know, I said two years ago about, Eno Ed and look at him now. I'm not <laughs> saying he could be this, but 
Jason Stokes is was explosive. He was a so- going to be an incoming sophomore and was cooking some corners all day long. There was times that you just saw him make one move and he's passed the corner and, you know, Kruber was looking the other side of the field, just didn't see it. But he made play after play after play. Hey, throw it up, throw it when you need him. He's there. Like the, he's that type of guy. And he also, you know, uh, Esparza and Moreland played safety for the St. Michael's last year. He plays safety too. And he just is back there making plays too. I mean, I, I, I like this kid, man. I like him, Wes. I like he's- this kid. He's going to be real good. I do think you could have, you know, the big three skill players in in Romero, Smith, and Stokes next year for Austin St. Michael's. I really do think you can have that. And you add Kruber into the mix. I think St. Michael's is going to be the best team in Austin. I really will hang my hat on that. I think they're going to be incredibly, incredibly good. And I also, Ryan, was, isn't it also that wasn't Stokes like this was like one of his first weeks back into the team? It was. And, and like Kruber just, they haven't found that rhythm yet. And if that's not with rhythm between them two, I mean, what's going to be when they have that rhythm together in the fall? No, that's going to be insane. Ryan, I mean, we just we just spoke a lot. You have any thoughts on on St. Thomas and St. Michael's? I know you weren't there this past weekend, but we we really think there could be they could, you know, enter into the best uh, the best teams in the south and their respective divisions. What do you think? I'm glad y'all got to see some Southern teams. I mean, obviously we don't get to see a lot of Southern teams. Uh, you know, y'all see more than I do because y'all go to AM. but I'm interested to see how Austin St. Michael does uh, this year. Um, hope they, you know, basically make it so that um, division two becomes more uh, of not just a Northern side, right? You know, we want this to be more of a balance. So. I want to give a I want to give a big shout out to Coach Scales, uh, Ryan. I mean Walker. I know you've met him and talked to him before. This is my first time to meet him. He's a super super good guy. He is the D line coach and the recruiting coordinator in St. Michael's. I have that right. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, no, super good dude. Just super good to meet him. Really wanted to give him a shout out on the podcast. But that concludes our talk Wait, about pause. What else? co defensive coordinator? I got co defensive. You know, get- I was I was gonna say that, and it just I wasn't sure, so I omitted it. But I'm glad you brought it up. Co defensive coordinator, Coach Scales. There you go. There we go. But that actually will conclude our talk on St. Michael's and the Southern teams. Now we talk about a team that perennially has the talent, but maybe not the cohesion. Fort Worth Christian. Um, I mean, they looked they looked like they had talent um, this week. I'm going to let I'm just Ryan. I mean, Walker, I'm going to let you take it away and say what you saw from FWC. I mean, we, we've said it last week. We said it last season. Fort Worth Christian's always going to have the dudes and, you know, guys to watch next year. Jordan Green, the tight end, Jacob Trimble, the wide receiver, the Mr. Do-It-All, Luke Anderson and 2025 Hogan Nelson. Those are the guys pretty much uh, will be. The guys that hey, if you want, if like you want Fort Worth Christian to be successful, those are the guys that are gonna have to do it. And you know, they went two and two at two and two and pool play, beat TD, TWCA in the first round of the bracket, and then had a rough one where it was just not their day against St. Thomas. But end of the day, and third place and with a win over Liberty, they have the guys, they have the players. It's gonna be interesting to see if the cohesion comes together. And they put it together on the field because, you know, they've always been a good seven on seven team. They have the dudes. But, you know, when the, you know, the big guys come in and you have all the front seven, what, how are they going to look there, too? It's going to be very, very interesting to see how they do next year. I agree. I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here. 
what do you think we're going to see for Christian this next year? I know it's impossible to gauge like the, you know, the correlation between their talent level and their cohesion. But do you think this is uh, do you think this is a team that can over overcome the hump and really go back to competing in D2? I mean, um, in a stacked I, north too. I, I just pulled up their schedule. So they have Dublin the first game. I don't know about that. Bishop Dunn, they should win. Grace Prep, they should win. Italy, they should win. Grapevine Faith is going to be an interesting game. And Dallas Christian back-to-back is going to be very, very two tough games. Argyle Liberty, I mean, they have the dudes. Those should they should win. Midland, I mean, they're young, but you never know. I don't know if they can get over the hump of SES this year, and I don't think they can beat All Saints. I think they're a good squad. It's going to be interesting to see, can they get over the hump that, like, they couldn't really do last year? Can they get over the hump this year? Yeah, I mean, I think that'll be really interesting. I do want to mention, I don't know if Dunn is is a guaranteed win. I'm going to be honest with you. I Now, I say that. I've seen some guys, and I've heard that Dunn has some more talent coming in. They're reloading a little bit. I don't think they're going to be as bad as they were, like, last year. I've also – I've watched tape on some guys that have come into Blinn. Um, hey, I just Jeremiah, say this to say go Jeremiah on. Horn, the running back for Dunn is a dog man and Facts. so it's gonna, it's going to be very very interesting to see how good he is with a lot of some other guys I've seen uh, here and there yeah that'll that'll be really interesting I mean I I can't say what I'm going to see because I don't know but we will see coming into this next year if well primarily more than anything if FWC is going to be able to compete at the level that their talent indicates Moving forward, Argyle Liberty, uh, head coach Jason Witten of Argyle Liberty. Walker, you you got swarmed by uh, by by Liberty players, and Jason Witten <laughs> had to call off the dogs. What what happened there this weekend? Oh, I mean, I just you know it wasn't a successful season for them last year, of course, and you, I mean, they could tell you that, of course, but you can see in the year two under Witten as they're headed in the right direction, you know, have you know the juniors that are now going to be seniors and other guys you are now going to be fully under Witten, you know, they didn't have last year's coach or anything like that with them. It's their guys and it's Witten's dudes now. And it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. You know, they have a lot of skill guys. They've always had a really good skill guys. The front seven is going to be the interesting thing to see. All right. Who's going to protect their quarterback and Jacob Vaughn, who I think me and Wes said probably one of the best quarterbacks on the weekend this week, really, really impressive. We, we came away like, I haven't seen him play before, but he he he's got it. I mean, he is a really, really good player. I think a D1 program should for sure go after him and try to get his signature. I think he's a great, great player. I think he showed that this weekend in competing against some of the better teams in TAPS D1 and D2. So him at the helm, I who do you have around him? You have guys like who really stood out to me. One of them was seeing 2025 Quinn Brown. I've never seen him before. And just saw him on Twitter, stuff like that. But, you know, in person, he's shifty. He's quick, made a lot of really good plays. And he's going to be one to watch to be maybe one of Jacob's uh, big time targets next year. And overall, a good squad had a great week, went 4-0 in pool play, you know, uh, that beat Midland Christian, I believe, in the first round. And then, you know, lost in a chippy game with St. Michael's. Oh, that was that that very, 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 very chippy, but good game. Ended with the result of losing the fourth Christian, but still a good week, good weekend for uh, Liberty, and it's in the right direction. I'm very, very impressed coming away from that couple of days and be like, hey, they got the guys, they're heading in the right direction. So I'm going to give them their flowers, I'm going to give them their props. But, you know, as it always says, this is seven on seven. This is not the real game. 
we're going to see how they do in the regular season because they have a couple guys who really, really impressed me. Hey, how are they going to do in season? Speaking of St. Michael's, are they, are they St. Migos now? Have you been seeing that? Have you, because I heard, I heard the one guy yelling it. Now I see it all over Twitter. What is, what is St. Migos? The Migo, if we're talking about like offset Quavo and takeoff, I think the Migos are dead. I don't know what's, do you know what that's about? No, I have no idea, but I, I think I've seen it before, but I have no idea where you're going with this. <laughs> I, I know. I'm just curious. I don't know what St. Migos is. I don't know how St. I guess St. Migos sounds like St. Michael's. It just, it's something that I thought was interesting. I don't know. It's just kind of like old man yells at cloud me. I don't really know what's going on. It's yeah, you, you sound really old saying that you sound, you sound so old. You're like, anyone know what that St. Migos means? Listen, dude, I'm a, I'm a 21 year old and a, with a 86 year old's mind. Well, I'm yeah, just right. saying it doesn't do make they, sense. Do, do they just do ad libs the whole time and just go mama? I'm saying that because the, the Migos were like big when we were in high school, but I think they're literally like broken up now. I, sorry. It's yeah. just, it's, it's a whole no, that's a good rant. Hole, that's a good rant. Yeah. It's, it's, a, good it's, it's a good, it's a good sidebar to, to, to break the episode into half, but uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, St. Migos, somebody please explain to me what that's about. I know Malachi, Xander, Carson, someone's watching it. Please explain to me what St. Migos <laughs> means. Moving on, Grace Prep. Um, they look dominant. They won the gold bracket 46 to 20 over Lubbock Christian, a good Lubbock Christian team. I mean, Jalen Talton's that dude. I mean, we've known that. We saw it last season. We expect it coming into this season. We talked to the kid for like 10 minutes um at the at seven on seven. I mean, he's a really good kid. I'm really excited to watch him into this season. But talking about this weekend, I mean, Walker, what did you think of what did you think of Jalen Talton and Grace Prep winning the gold bracket? I mean, it was just it was it was really good. They went, they beat Brazos Christian for 33-26, beat McKinney 41-35, and then beat Lubbock in the state championship, I guess, 46 to 20. Killed those dudes, bro. I mean, straight, straight like that. And like, I don't know. I would have to think about it for a second, but I really do think Jalen Tell might be the best quarterback in Taps D3 this year. I, I, I'm gonna put it out there. I think he is. So, so it, I, I will I'll play devil's be, advocate. Who's the who? Who is he going up against? In D3? I would say Bax Townsend is one of them. I would say I thought uh, didn't didn't LC move down to D4? Oh, they might have. Yeah, never mind. They never did. Mind. Yeah. Uh, of course, our guy over at uh, DC, uh, Luke Carney. Luke, Luke Carney would be. Oh, Luke, that's a good point. Yeah, Luke Carney would be in that conversation. Uh, Taps D3. I mean, Marcus Ramon technically plays quarterback because he just hands the ball off to him that's a good uh, uh i don't is know he, i don't know who covenant has i don't know anyone like over there but that, that, that's the question though is he better than backs well i think I so mean, i think i mean i say it like this seven on seven is when you prove to see quarterback hey who's the better quarterback that's how you see it in tap is seven on seven who has the skill guys who has the quarterback and I think Jalen Talton beat him 46 to 20. So I think that cements himself as the better quarterback. So that's how I see that. Mm. But yeah. anyways, I think, I think, you know, we always have said Dallas Christian has been the one that is going to run D3. Grace Prep's going to be one to watch. Not is going to, is going to, we said it last time. Grace Prep's going to be the interesting one because not just they have Jalen Talton, they have Kayla Mathis on the outside, Caden Lay, who we both like Alex St. Julian. I think he's a really good running back, and they have a couple of younger guys that are going to be really good. So they're going to be one to watch. So we'll see how that goes. 
Well, I will say we have kind of taken it as a foregone conclusion that DC is just going to roll through division three without any opposition. The more I think about it, I mean, Grace Prep is the one is the one rock standing in the way of the train that is Dallas Christian. It's the one rock on the tracks. And, you know, I was I talked to the guys at Grace Prep. I talked to the dads about this last year. I mean, we raved about them all year and then they they disappeared in the playoffs. TCS bounced them like that. We, we said that uh, Grace Prep was far and away the best team in D3 last year. It's just a matter of no matter how well they do in the regular season this year, can they perform in the playoffs? And that's going to be a huge test if they draw DC relatively early. So we're going to see, I, I really don't know. I do think that grace prep is, is the one obstacle in the way of Dallas Christian this year. If either of y'all think that that is incorrect, I would love to hear it. I was going to say, if they draw Marcus Ramon Edwards again, then they're going to be struggling. I mean, think about it. Yeah. That's the team they lost to last year. If they can't, if they can't learn from what happened last year, not Grace Prep has so much talent. Grace Prep has so much talent. So much talent. But if you can't get past Marcus Ramon Edwards, then what happens? I mean, that's that's the guy that's standing in your way. It's like one guy. I did forget who's going to be the quarterback down in Cyprus will be Maxwell Landrum. He oh, is a that guy. Is true. That will be the only other guy I think that can compete. But, I mean, in that Division three. I think it's going to be interesting to see who Pantigo rolls out with because they're losing a couple guys, but they have some younger guys. And I think they have some transfers coming in at quarterback and Covenant. You know, I guess we can yeah. officially say Christian Wells is leaving Covenant and going to Southwest Christian. I mean, he said it on his Twitter. Now it's in his bio, so it's official. So Colleyville loses their superstar versatile player. Right. Who's, who's going to replace that? So, and that's a big pickup for SES. So we can say that down the line for when we do our, Things, but Colleyville is going to lose their quarterback kind of last year. But they have Rhett Rentieri coming back, I believe. They're, they're going to lose their everything. He played like every position on the field besides <laughs> defensive played. end and offensive guard. I mean, <laughs> Lord. But yeah, that's going to be it's going to be huge to see. And I think he's just I think he's he's just going to be he's going to be Tyson. He's going to fill that exact role like we talked about that Tyson filled uh, the last few years for SCS. But again, like you said, we'll, we'll mention that. Um, we'll mention that down the line in our episode, or in our division previews. But yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of shakeup in taps if you haven't noticed. Um, LCS, I mean, we saw Bax Townsend. I mean, we we both agree that he looked very good. It was unfortunate he ran into Grace Prep in the championship walk. We have anything else to add on LCS and Bax? No, I'm just happy I finally got to see him. I mean, you oh, know, yeah. he's up in Lubbock, so we never get to see him play. But uh, real, really good player, really good teams. They're gonna lead. They're not gonna have the lack brother and Carson Leatherwood. They're not going to have those two receivers. Cause I believe they're both 22s could be wrong, but it's going to be interesting to see who steps up for uh Lubbock Christian next year for top C4. I, I was going to say, does that pose the question? Does the fall of Shiner happen with no. Lubbock coming no. in? I think, no. I think, okay. No. Okay. Lubbock Christian moving on. I think the team that we're going to talk about next is one to watch in Taps D4 going in the north. That's a good point. I will say to this point, um, I, I think recency bias is a big thing. Looking at seven on seven results, man, like, oh, well, this guy could be, they could be better than Shiner. 
Shiner is a dadgum powerhouse. Uh, Shiner has just rattled off four straight state championships. I, 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 I do like the speculation whether it could be the fall. We have to be very, very hesitant before we even consider that. I, I still think they are they are far and away the favorites this year in D four. But Walker, you bring up a good point with with Weatherford. Go go on with that. Go on with that discussion. Sorry, the lights were flashing around me. But okay, <laughs> going behind me, the gold bracket, I guess. What was it? What constellation champions were Weatherford Christian? Weatherford Christian stood out to me. I think they're one to watch. Four and zero in bracket play or pool play, and then went and won the gold constellation bracket championship. You know they're going to be in the north in Taps D four next year, so they're going to have to play the lines of Munster, Sacred Heart, Love It Christian, and those lot. But some dudes, they have dudes, bro. They have dogs, and. <laughs> This is, uh, if you've ever seen a Pat McAfee show, you know, you say a name and you go, what? This is what they're, I'm saying. They got, they got 2024 quarterback Hunter McCoy, 2023 running back Ezra Jackson, 2023 Braden Bork, who was one that stood out to me, came for, is going to come from Weatherford Christian or Weatherford High School, the zoos, uh, the ruse, apologies. Po- the kangaroos. That's who Ryan thought we were talking about the first time we mentioned Weatherford. Yes, the kangaroos. But oh, yeah. But he was their starting running back or something like that over there. And now he's coming to Weatherford Christian as a good, good player. And hmm. one, two guys who I think will make the difference because, you know, there's not a lot of big guys in tab C4, of course. And one of some of the guys that were very, very impressive is Blaine Carter and Braden Carter. The 22 big men play kind of like a linebacker receiver, just bigger than everyone else and just play that role. I think if you get them in the run game, I think those guys are going to be very, very hard to just stop. And on the defensive side of the ball, playing them like a linebacker or like a defensive end for those dudes, that's disgusting, first of all. That's going to be very hard for anyone to stop and tap Steve for. One that really stood out to me was the freshman over there, 2026 wide receiver Brody Clark. It was very, very impressive. Yeah, I know. 2026. Yeah, wait, what What? What? Uh, what age did you just say? 2026? He will be an incoming freshman this year for Weatherford Christian, but was one of the freshmen out there and stood out. Basically, like, he was a really good receiver. Hunter needed to throw it up. He caught it. He's a very good receiver and will be a major impact guy, even as a freshman over there at Weatherford Christian. I'm young. old. I'm old. Too young. <laughs> I'm old, dude. Existential crisis. You know what? I'm just going to fully accept this and launch into another old man rant. We got to stop the pit vipers in seven on seven. It's a cancer. <laughs> we, we have to, we have to get rid of the pit vipers. It is a national epidemic. It needs to go. I'm sorry. Were- I understand. I did the same type of things when I played, we had the headbands, we had the swag, we rolled up our shorts. Pit vipers are a completely different level of cancer. It is horrible. I, uh, sir, old man, West, yeah, old man. What, is, what, what is the appropriate old amount man. of swag for seven on seven? What is the I don't have any problem with swag. I went to the, I went to the Adidas state championships when I was a sophomore. And you, you don't think I was decked out in armbands, neon gear, Slight all that. It's just, it's just the, that, that was the point of that, but it was, <laughs> it's just the pit vipers are so bad. It's not just that in football. I see them. I just see them all the time. Like, when people are at prom, it's just pit vipers in situations that sunglasses should not uh, be period. And it's the fact that it's pit vipers. Uh, devil's advocate. Do you, are you just salty? Cause you can't yeah. rock them. 
you know, I haven't considered that again. Mm. Like I said, this is probably just some like knee jerk reaction to me, like getting old. And I um, will say, I will say I'm not, I, I've, I've never thought about, Hey, let me wear pit vipers. Yeah, I've, so never, I've never had that thought. Someone buy West some pit vipers. If, if West comes to see one of your games this year, buy him some pit vipers. If one of you give me a <laughs> pair of pit vipers, I don't care what kind they are. I'll wear them for a whole episode. I promise you. I mean, that's just because I know nobody's going to give me a pair of pit vipers because they're 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 garbage. So I got to stop getting on this subject. Anyways, uh, Weatherford Christian looked really good. We were really excited to see them. Congratulations to Weatherford Christian, the consolation bracket runners up, something like that. Northland Christian. Um, uh, he's going to be um, senior quarterback Stone Walker. Where have you been, brother? I, I don't know how we haven't seen this guy yet. I don't know if he just transferred in. He's like 6'3", yeah. 6'4". He throws a beautiful football. I, I guess we just now saw him. Walker, we found his Twitter. You said he looks like he's more of a baseball guy. I looked at his huddle. It's only got like 60 views on his tape. This kid could be a college player. I, I really do think. I mean, what did you think of Stone Walker when the limited time we had to watch him? Oh, I was very, very impressed. I have I, I, I don't know where this guy came from. Don't know who he is, but very, very good. I honestly think like in 2023 quarterbacks, I mean, I would have to look at the list again. But man, he he would have to be up there, right? Like he he was throwing dimes dimes out there and it dimes and it was very 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 impressive and i don't i had no idea who this kid was but he stood out showed out shined and man i think that's a diamond in the rough for any quarterback any college out there stone walker is a real deal and he stands at what six four six three tall lanky can throw the ball and i mean you put him any other school in houston i think he could be a dominant, dominant player. I agree. And it's not just that he has the frame to be a college quarterback. I think he has the talent as well. So it's a guy that I think colleges should pick up on. And if there's any, if there's any college coach watching that, that needs a quarterback for their program, Stonewalker, Northland Christian class of 23, you need to check him out. So moving on, San Antonio Holy Cross. It was great to see Gibby Alvarado. We followed him pretty closely. Rudy Rodriguez also impressed there. You got anything to say about the Holy Cross boys, Walker? I mean, they've always had a couple guys who really stands out, and Gibby and Rudy will be the guys next year to see if any San Antonio school can really make that mark, and they might be those guys down there. Um, they're going to lose Marcus jimenez Sadio, Amira Lee, a couple big-time dudes over there, but we'll see how they can do next year, and very, very impressive. Oh, yeah. No, I think they have the talent to to make some noise going forward. Um, and the last team we'll mention individually, I think, is is Kincaid. They were they were actually at the TAPS uh, state championships, even though they're an SBC school. Um, both David Capobianco and Micah Bell look very impressive to me. You know, the usual suspects. Capo, I think, is going to be very good this next year. And I don't have to say anything about Micah. I mean, every everyone that follows football recruiting that much knows who Micah Bell is. And we were commenting about him. He looks like he looks talented. You can just see the freak athleticism when he runs down the field. He is the real deal. I mean, hundred percent. I mean, Mike, like we said last week or I believe a week ago, Michael Bell will be the best player probably in uh, SPC next year without a doubt. Um, and it's just a very impressive guy. I mean, uh, it's going to be Capo. I think will be probably one of the top 24 quarterbacks, him and Turner Murdoch at second Baptist. So Houston will have the guys in quarterback in the 24 class, but man, very, very. Oh, and also Capo. Uh, Turner and also now the guy from Shadow Creek now at St. Thomas very oh, good yeah. 24 class in Houston but 
uh, yeah, very, very impressive for Kincaid to be SBC. Cool. Come on, see how they compete and, you know, h- held their own for a bit. For reference, the guy from Shadow Creek, Dion Lewis, like we mentioned about 30 times previously in the episode, he's very talented. We're very excited to see him. But so, Walker, we'll cover this more when we get to our SPC 4A preview. But what do you think about how Kincaid's going to fare in that division with the rise of Bel Air Episcopal and all the guys they're getting in? I mean, I think it's it's going to be a I I like I said last episode. I think Bel Air is going to might be the team to win uh, SPC 4A. I mean, it's just that's going to be a hard task. So for some of the guys they're bringing in and a lot of the younger guys who were decent last year, they're just going to have another year under their belt. So Episcopal is probably my team to beat next year. But I mean, Micah Bell and David Company Bianco is not going to have go down lightly. And, you know, like I said, Micah is going to be the best player in SBC 4A. So, I mean, it's not like they're going to go down without swinging, you know, so they're going to put up a fight for sure. Yeah, it'll be really interesting. And make sure you stick around. We're going to be doing um, division previews for all of the TAPS divisions and both the SBC divisions in the following weeks leading up to the season. So make sure you stay tuned. You will hear us break down basically every district of every division um, of, of TAPS and SBC moving forward. We're very excited to take that on. But that actually concludes all of our seven-on-seven content. So now we're going to pass the rock off to the Texas private school basketball guy, Ryan Schroeder. Ryan, you were at the TABC this past week. Who would you see? Who impressed you? And what teams are you looking out for? Man, I got a lot of guys that I saw this weekend. I mean, I I have almost like a, a pages full on pages full of guys that I wanted to go see. I got to see some guys. I got to learn about some guys I didn't even know. Um, it was it was actually just a really good experience. I, I want to shout out the TABC real quick. This is the second annual tournament they've put on for this. This is such a great tournament. I, I It's one of the best that I think ideas that you could ever have had. The fact that they were able to align with UIL, TAPS, SPC, and also with all the AAU circuits to kind of be like, all right, we're going to take this off week in the middle of June where all these guys would normally be playing AAU and we're going to make them go play with their high school teams. I think that's a really cool thing. And then they also just made it this year that the high school coaches could coach the teams. Um, If you wanted to know what schools were there, think about every single uh, college division one team that you can think of. And they were there um, in the state of Texas uh, and Oklahoma and everywhere else. They were all there and they were all watching the players, uh, some of the players playing the main gym and there was just everybody coaches everywhere. It's a perfect event. Um, But let's get into it. So the main one that everybody's going to talk about, because it's the guys that had the most, um, you know, most uh, hoopla about them or whatever you want to say. The guys that were talked about the most was JP two, and they lose the three great players that we have heard about. Um, Gabe Warren is uh, gone. Now he's going to SoCal Academy in Southern California. Um, Liam McNeely is another big one. Number two in the class of 2024 um, USA kid. Uh, He's he's been on the top of the map. Uh, He was a really a huge star for JP two a transfer from uh, JJ Pierce. He has now gone to Mount Verde Academy in Florida. So, you know, that's a hard one to lose. And then you got RJ Jones, the number four in the class of 2023 in Texas um, to Wasatch Academy. So you're losing three guys, two of them ranked in the top five and the top four in the state of Texas. Uh, it's really, really hard to lose to such guys like this in, you know, the private school area. Cause you know, you don't, you feel, you feel like uh, you had so much talent and then they all kind of leave. Uh, it sucks. However, 
They brought JP2 reloaded immediately. Uh, they bring in 2024 Bryson McLaughlin and uh, 2024 Nathan Davis. Uh, two guys that immediately were putting on a show for uh, JP2. Uh, I got Bryson McLaughlin's numbers right here. Bryson McLaughlin and the three games that he played, he dropped 20, 15, and 17 uh, while having seven, five, and 10 rebounds in those games. He's being super, super efficient in the way he plays already for JP2. And it's kind of funny. You thought they're going to go away. They're not going anywhere. They just keep on building up. And the fact that these guys are 24 is not only going to be juniors this next year. I mean, JP two will never go away. So uh, we move on to Prestonwood, uh, uh, the one of the rivals in that same division uh, in there in that same district, I should say is, you know, is basically what we thought they're going to lose Vinny Sagonia. You know, we didn't know what was going to happen with Prestonwood and they got a transfer in from Lone Star High School. Uh, Mr. Jalen Shelley, he's a 6'7", 2024, ranked number four uh, in the state of Texas for the class of 2024. And it was a really, really good pickup for Prestonwood. Reminds me of the days where, you know, they brought in like Julius Randall and like, you know, they started uh, playing, you know, some of the best basketball where they, it reminds me of the prime of Prestonwood um, when they were going to state championships of basketball and state championships in football in the same years and stuff like that. This is the Prestonwood that we remember. Um, Jalen Shelley was incredible. He was able uh, to put up numbers. I, I will say that they didn't, I, I don't feel like they were able to use, they were, they're, they're so new to each other. Like, like Prestonwood is new to Jalen Shelley and the guys haven't all played together yet. I feel like once they have a little more time to get their chemistry together, um, that will be probably what's um, going to be great for the whole team. Oh, I, something I should have mentioned and I'll go through right now. So this is how everybody fared this weekend. Um, I'm just going to re read these out really, really quick. Thank you. Lone star Christian sports network, uh, LSCSN, um, our friends of the podcast and the show, uh, we actually are, we actually really support these people. And I was so thankful because they got the whole win loss records right here. So I'm just going to read these out. Um, the guys that went three and over Houston, St. Francis, uh, Houston, St. Thomas, uh, guys that went two and one or Dallas Jesuit, Houston strike Jesuit, uh, two and one as well, or McKinney Christian Academy, Plano, John Paul, the second Woodlands Christian and Tom Balk, Concordia Lutheran one and two was Austin, St. Michael's Fort Worth Christian, Houston, St. Thomas, uh, Episcopal, uh, Lubbock Trinity Christian, Midland Christian, Trinity Christian Addison. 0-2 is Brentwood, Brentwood Christian. 0-3 was at Annapolis Christian Academy, uh, Argyle Liberty Christian, Dallas Parish, Dallas St. Mark's, Forward Known Catholic, Houston Episcopal, Houston St. John's, and Planner Prestonwood. So you see 0-3 Prestonwood. I just think this team could be really, really good in the winter. And guys, just like we said for seven on seven, this isn't this isn't the ba basketball and football you're going to see in the fall and the winter. We don't know how these teams are going to fare come a couple months. So um, they also brought in Donovan Lovelace. Uh, he's a 2023 six, eight forward slash wing, huge guy. Uh, and then they brought in Bryson Melvin. Uh, he's a 2025. Uh, some guys I don't think I remember seeing last year, they could have been on that team, but uh, a lot of guys on the Prestonwood team that I'm excited to see this next season with how they um, put out their big three. Another team, St. Michael's, they have another guy ranked in the top uh, in the state of Texas. 2023, Mashai Hill. Uh, he's a six foot eight, um, you know, great player, in my opinion. I, I did not get to see him, but I saw a lot of highlights of him. He, he kind of skipped me this weekend, but I just I, I wanted to include him because 
He is one of the other ranked players. Um, he's ranked number 19 in the state of Texas, and he has offers. He's a three-star. He has offers from Houston, SMU, or Roberts. Um, a guy to mention and a guy that I think I'm, I'm going to be excited to see St. Michael's, how they'll do this year with Mashai at the forefront. Um, a, a guy that stood out to me, I didn't get to see him play, but oh my gosh, I saw him on Twitter like 20 times this weekend. Uh, Jacob Hudson, he's a six foot four combo guard, 2023, uh, 31 point game he had. But the thing that I saw was his block on Twitter that he goes up and pins it against the backboard. Uh, I'm calling it right now before anybody else does. A guy that probably hasn't had a lot of offers come his way. Jacob Jacob Hudson's going to get offers coming in. I'm telling you right now. Concordia Lutheran, Jacob Hudson, six foot four guard. I want him to play a little more AAU ball this summer, but you can I can guarantee you that Jacob Hudson's going to get some offers. Are you kidding me? 31 points in this tournament. Yeah. So I watched him. I watched him play two games um, at the state championship for for Lutheran. He is good. I mean, he he just straight up is good. That's all I have to say. I, I completely agree that I think he will have offers rolling his way this year. This kid's nuts. This kid's nuts, and, oh, yeah. and I'm I'm ready to see him take off. So Jacob Hudson, although I didn't get to see you, uh, I I just saw everything on Twitter. So. Uh, great find faith, uh, a player that uh, a, a team that I was wanting to see. Um, I'm glad I saw Jackson Pierce 2024 is the guy that's built to play at the next level. Uh, he's a guy that equi- I equivalent or equate to Tyler Lumblade, who was their star uh, back when I was in high school. He uh, played at SMU and now he plays at TCU. Um, he's definitely, uh, he's definitely that same size. He's definitely plays the same way as Tyler Lumblade. Um, I'd be happy to see if he turns into a guy like Tyler Lumblade. Um, great fun faith loves the three. I don't think that's any more obvious than it has been for the past few years. Matt Saman, uh, or coach Saman, uh, loves to run the, run the three ball there. He always has. And I think they're going to keep doing that. Uh, guy to mention grant rain is back from his injury his injury that he had last season he got to play the first time this weekend um and uh it's awesome to see that he came back from his injury and he's uh getting into his senior year a guy did not know the name of before this weekend andrew brewster he was a stud uh he scored 28 points um in the first game that i saw him play i didn't get to see a lot of him I, i saw the second game but i didn't know all what he did but he had 28 points with eight threes made. I was like, what? Who's making eight threes in a, like, basically shortened version of an like AAU tournament style? I'm like, this is nuts. Uh, he played absolutely insane. Uh, <laughs> it was so funny. I, I didn't take a picture of him after the game because I didn't know that he was the one that scored all eight three-pointers. He kind of threw me off. But, yeah, Andrew Brewster, you're a stud, dude. Um, I can't wait to see Great Fun Faith and how they do this year. McKinney Christian, the uh, champs from last year, who I had wrong, who I thought was going to be Woodlands. Um, McKinney Christian comes back again with Bobby McWard. They lose um, Josh Thrower, and they lose a couple of guys like Zeke, uh, Zeke Long, um, some guys that added some value for this team. They, they have lost this year, but that's okay. They, they're still going to be a good team. Bobby played as best he could with uh, not a lot of guys on his team. I think they only were able to put like five or six guys together to play. So great with what he did with those guys. He led his team to two and one uh, this weekend. Um, and that's just impressive as it is. It's impressive to, to go two and one knowing that like, you know, a team that McKinney Christian is like losing a lot of guys. So 
Dude, Bobby's cold. I watched him too at the state champions. He is that dude. He he's very good. I'm excited to see how Bobby does. I'm glad he got to see got to be seen by some D1s the, this weekend. He deserved it for sure. Yeah, I think he has the talent level to – I think he would be one. He's really good. So, we move on to Bel Air Episcopal. The team that went 29-6 and six in the 2021-2022 season, uh, they won the SBC Championship over Green Hill, the Green Hill team that had studs on that team, uh, that had two guys that have gone to play – they're going to play at Vanderbilt this year. Um, you know, I, I, I was really, you know – this is this is the one I got wrong. I got the SBC wrong because Bel Air upset at Green Hill in the championship. Guys that I saw play were Justin Begg, Jaquiel Registy. I don't know if I said that right. Registy uh, and Jaden Holt, two twenty twenty fours and twenty twenty five, and Jaden Holt. Um, it was impressive to see how they played. I'm really excited to see they got put up against a really hard matchups for some reason. I, I guess it's because they won the SBC and so. Uh, the TABC was like, all right, we're just going to put them up against like some of the hardest teams. They played a five A Mansfield legacy uh, with a guy that's gone like, like a guy that's like basically running the scene, getting offers from top D ones and a bunch of other guys that were, it just, it didn't seem very unfair. It seemed a little unfair with how they were put up against in that tournament. Um, but I'm excited to see them play. I got to see them play. I got to see Justin, got to see uh, Jaquil and Jaden. So um, let's hope the triple J boys can, uh, do well this season in the SBC. Oh, please do not quote me on that. Gosh, that is a horrible <laughs> name. But um, SBC talk, uh, I'll just go into this real quick. Green Hill, uh, that team that had Noah Shelby and Lee Dort, um, now that they're out the door and on their way to Vanderbilt, uh, Green Hill loses 2024 Micah Robinson, who's got a bunch of D1 offers as well. He goes to join Gabe Warren at SoCal Academy uh, out in California, obviously. So, Kind of stinks having him gone as well. Another another really talented guy in uh, D uh, in uh, you know Taps or SBC private school uh, that's gone. So it, it, I mean that's a hard guy to lose for Green Hill, and I feel like Green Hill after losing their two guys going Power Five and Micah Robinson, I think this is where you kind of see the fall of Green Hill. Uh, if I had to make uh, a guess, um, another SBC team, St. Marks, they lose their lengthy. Uh, absolutely like just like four he's like a six foot eight six nine six ten i mean he might as well be six ten tate lakzowski uh he reclassified to be 2023 i think he was 2022 if i'm not mistaken um i think he reclassified 2023 and now he's gonna go play at massachusetts prep school um and he's got d1 offers as well from boston college georgetown stanford and cal so uh tate's doing what's best for his uh you know his basketball career and i respect that um, St. Mark's has been a team that has not found the success, uh, to go, to go to the championship. So, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see, uh, what he can do for, for that prep school. TCA Addison, a team that I was like, what? I was like, this team's nuts. Uh, Blake Mush, Mushalek, Mushalek. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Looks right. Uh, he, is a guy that I'm really impressed by 2023 six for three guard. He's going to be the stud for them. He was putting out, I think 20, 20, 30 point games. Uh, I have to check the scorecard again, but I mean, he, he was an absolute stud for them and I'm, I'm super excited to see what he can do for TCA Addison. Uh, and then obviously Gur Dillon is the one we put the video out about. Uh, he's a 2024 six for six, big, uh, uh, you know, 
uh, that guy that dominated down low, a uh, very effective rebounder. And uh, he was just backing down guys. Uh, if you saw the video at all on the basketball Twitter page, you just know that this guy was just a force. Um, so Blake and Gurr this season are going to go, are going to go insane. I am excited to see what TC Addison does. Uh, look out for Blake and Gurr. They're going to be the boys. Uh, and with a name like Gurr, you hope he would be like say. that. With a, with a name like Gurr, you would hope he'd be like Gurr. So, uh, <laughs> um, and then I had to talk about this. So Woodlands Christian was my favorite for, uh, for what's called uh, 5A last year. And uh, well, you know, Austin Benini got hurt. Um, Chance Perkins did what he did. And so basically this team has now lost Chance Perkins and Austin Benini. Uh, Chance is now at Army. Austin's at Navy. Um, you know, they're kind of like, you know, kind of heading down, down, downward, I think, at least. But a guy that I saw because I wanted to see them play, Josh Bento. He's a 2023. Um, Josh is a guy that I think, uh, you know, is very, very effective for this Woodlands team. I don't know if he's good enough to push them over the hump. Uh the first four shots of the game that were made by Woodlands Christian as they're trailing the team that they were playing were all three pointers made by Josh. No one else on the team could put a bucket in the back. I could put a ball in the basket. Uh, so I think Josh needs some help um, from what I saw, but yeah, I don't know if this Woodlands team is quite at the scale of what they were with Austin Benini. Obviously I was very high on Austin Benini. So it's a, uh, it's very sad to see that um, this team is kind of, uh, transformed into what it is now. And, and I, I hope that Josh Bento uh, can make a name for this Woodlands team and hope they can get a run this year. Um, and that's kind of my summary. I mean, I think you've gotten a lot out of this here. Got to learn a lot about the guys that uh, have gone in and out of taps and SBC and maybe some guys that have kind of gone uh, to be some stars this year. And hopefully we see some teams, um, you know, excel this year that some teams that we didn't see last year. I think this is finally the year where we're going to have a lot of uh, even surfaces. Um, one thing I was going to say uh, with the whole switch up of the, just like it is football division and districts uh, are going to go up or division and districts have been switched just like football. So that means that McKinney Christian has gone down uh, to D3 uh, or go to 4A and D3. Um, so that's something to note that McKinney Christian will now play rivals with Grace Prep. I think that's interesting. It will be, be nice because that was a rivalry that we saw kind of like happen at Christmas time last year, but they didn't play in the same 5A and 4A. Uh, and then now, and then now you're going to see this Prestonwood team loaded with guys go up against this JP2 team. And I'm excited about that. I think it's finally time that we get some 6A uh, madness. That's a little bit more even leveled. So, and then I'm excited to see Concordia Lutheran. I, I'm, this is going to be a great year for basketball. No more super teams. When I make my predictions this year, it's going to be a lot harder. Um, I'm excited to see how everything turns out and yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go basketball, football season. I'm ready for all of it. Yeah, no, I think it will be, like you said, a much more even playing field in in TAPS and SBC basketball. It makes it a lot more fun. I mean, super teams are fun to watch, but it kind of gets boring when you you already know the outcome to all those games. Also, Walker, I want you to tell me what were the words at the end of that video that you DM me on Twitter like 30 seconds ago? St. Migos. 
I'm telling you, what does St. Migos mean? Is it the, is it the rap group? I'm oh, sorry. I, so now we've got two more West rants. I can screen cap and put on the no context TXPS Twitter account. So you'll see those. I'm that's a, I don't know. Was the St. Migos one a rant? I mean, the, the pit vipers was hundred percent a rant. I don't know if St. Migos was a rant more than just a question. It, it, it's St. Michael's. I just don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I just want to know if if Migos means the Migos or if Migos has taken on another meeting. No. The thing about y'all, it is y'all sound like old men. Y'all gonna, sound no, like that's old what I'm men. saying. It has to be the rap group. If right? you if you dive into it, if you dive into it, right? Because like, we, we I want to go we, all the way in. It's St. Migos talked about St. Michael's in 2017. So this has been that around that oh. long for St. Migos. Oh, okay. Well then, yeah, it definitely is. It definitely is Migos. Okay, yeah. then it definitely is, you know, offset. I guess, wait, wait like, wait, is wait. Michael's Migos? Definitely I guess is offset. <laughs> I just like how you just said that. Mama. Sound, we sound like old men. We sound like old men talking about no Migos. At, no least, Migos. I know, at least I know the Migos. I mean, hell, that was that was, that was was when I was in high school. But um, really, since 2017, where'd you find that? I just searched the hashtag St. Migos. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. Yet again, if anyone from St. Michael's can confirm that we are talking about St. Migos is in the rap group, or if I'm just completely speculating something wrong. Anyways, to wrap up, guys, we have anything else to mention from either of you before we get out of here? Next episodes will be the district or uh division previews for uh us for football this the upcoming season. So that'll be really fun to do. We're gonna dive deep into each division, tabs D1, D2, three, four, and SPC. Yeah, no, that'll be that'll be six weeks taking into account SBC. So we're gonna have a lot of content rolling out. We're very excited. It's gonna be very detailed, and we're we're excited to do it. It's just kind of building hype and generating momentum moving into football. Then you're going to see us going all out for football like we've done the last year and a half. So I mean, we're very excited to present that to you. But barring any further comments from either of you, I think that wraps up episode. I think this is 41. Crazy that we've we've made that many up to this point. It's weird to think about. Yep. But that being said, I've been, as always, one third of your hosting crew, Wes Tolleson. Walker Lott and Ryan Schroeder have fantastically been themselves. We will see you in episode 42, I think. See you later. Three, two, one. Yeah.